0: Was his religion, and I was surprised him believing in Buddha. In me believing in God, him, what are you doing? He said, taking my time. Meditation yeah. is a must, it don't hurt if you try. See yeah, make it too much. Plus, you to fool yourself. Worried about your career, you have a think of your health. What did the Indian say? Or a piece of land. Uh. That's what
1: the Indian say. All like.
0: right, what's up, y'all? Well, this is Tressie. And, and this, haha, <laughs> this is Cedric. Really and this is Ben. The and t- we are through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's get to it. Recording straight out of the SOP Studios. Bitch sound better, Sound motherfucking better. Yeah, boy. All right, man.
1: Now, this is like the second to last episode,
0: huh? Of uh, the year, yeah.
1: Second to last episode of the, of the year. Of the
0: decade. Of the decade, Hey, Hey. <laughs> man, these these 20 teens have been something else.
1: Haven't they? They sure have, haven't they? <laughs> haven't they? They hey, have. They have, haven't they? Have they? They have. Have they not? <laughs> They have have-nots. Nots have they. All right, we're being weird. Um, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Um, we're doing well out here, you know, hanging out, being cool. Um, Thanksgiving just passed. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? It was a blast. It was a blast? I was with
0: you, fool. What you No, oh,
1: you were, aren't you? <laughs> we're family. What about you? It was good. I didn't cook for a week. Oh, nice. Lefties. Leftovers. The lefties of the Leftovers.
0: Yeah That's a new
1: song Lefties of the Leftovers
0: oh, My favorite Yeah this even was good
1: It was good um, I really liked Christie's Turkey It was delicious It was really good yeah um,
0: How about my mac and cheese
1: fool? Your mac and cheese dude Yo That shit was Ba 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 Damn right What about my mashed potatoes though Fire Them shits was creamy As a motherfucker
0: It was pretty fucking good mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. scrumptious 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 But yeah So Thanksgiving <laughs> uh
0: scrump scr- 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 scrump lesson,
1: but yeah, Thanksgiving was good um yo, I have a story to tell you guys about what happened to me at work, man,
0: okay, let's hear your story, so is it thanksgiving related? no, it's not all right, segue, great yeah, Go. sorry
1: you know, I'm just going random, but I really wanted to tell you guys this story because it was hilarious to me and it's related to hip hop, so I'm at work, right, I'm in a meeting, um one of our directors or one of the directors of one of the developing developer teams. Uh, or I don't know what the fuck. Maybe he's the director of all of them. I don't know. He lives in uh, North Carolina, right? So North Carolina, go ahead and raise up. Take your shirt off. think around your head. like a, a helicopter.
0: Okay, so sorry. I did yeah. that, right. right? Oh, you did that exact same thing? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in my meet- meeting
1: and I go, North Carolina. And then <laughs> they all start laughing. My manager goes, oh, who's that? Is that Jay-Z? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and i was just like man white people
0: Uh, how old is he could be an age thing my mom says my manager is a woman
1: and she is she she is i don't know how old she is she might be either my age or a little bit older she must she must be a little bit older
0: So, so she's not 40 plus
1: I don't think so. I, oh, okay, she doesn't look mind.
0: 40 plus. Never mind. Sorry, I, I tried to have your back, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's not
1: very, I mean, like, she's very, she, I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. But I just, I had to tell the story. Is that
0: rap? Oh, is it Jay Z? It's the rapper I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jay Z
2: was the rapper. Like, if you. It was adorable. If you didn't know rappers that, you know, in the 90s, yeah, you mean, just say, you say Jay Z.
1: It's, it's how it works, you know? <laughs> um, But yeah, that was just funny to me. Had to tell you guys that story. Anybody else have any fun anecdotal stories? No? All right. Should we just get into this verse? I mean, you got one? I got one, bitch. Let's do this. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit. That one's weird. Verse. All right, let's get into this verse then, bitch. All right, y'all ready? Y'all ready for this verse? All right, here we go. Instinct leads me to another flow. Every time I hear a brother call a girl a bitch or a hoe, trying not to make a sister feel low, you know all of that gots to go. Now everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule. Now don't be getting mad when we play it, it's cool. But don't you be calling me out of my name. I bring wrath to those who disrespect me like a dame. I can keep going if
0: you go This on. is uh, a lady MC. Yes the song come out uh this millennia, the 2000s
1: in the 2000s yes. no
0: is it, is it Queen Latifah? yes uh you and I too are. yeah good job
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's what i'm talking about <laughs>
0: yes hell yeah see that good job I, yeah of course
1: that's
0: easy, job. yeah, it was easy. That's tea, I wanted to Don't put be some female me on. You calling a bitch or a hoe?
1: Yeah, who you, you know who you calling a bitch? You and I, T. Te- we did play it on the podcast a while ago. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, good job. Ah. <laughs> Cause we are. I just put them both together. Yeah,
0: why not? Single.
1: Ooh, in a nineties kind of world, I'm glad I got my girl. Keep your
0: head up. What? Keep your head up. That's right. Anyway.
1: anyway.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> I saw something funny uh, earlier this week. It was a picture of a uh, Queen Latifah and Eminem. What? That is funny. And then, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just yeah. What? <laughs> and then the 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 caption was Queen and Slim.
1: Oh no! <laughs> I was like, no. Oh no! <laughs> That's pretty good. Come on, it's not that bad.
0: That's pretty oh, good. Okay, fine. Queen Slim. Internet always good. Always on (laughs) time. All right. Well,
1: I guess it's now time for us to get into some motherfucking uh, trendy music, right? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Well, I guess what's really trending today. I mean, we all woke up to this and it's very, very sad. Um, Unfortunately, Juice World has passed away at the age of 21 um, to a seizure that he had in the airport out here in Chicago. He was flying back from LA. Um there's not a lot of details, I mean as of us recording this podcast. Right. Um there might be more after this comes out. Um but it was it, I mean I woke up and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? You know? Like it was it, it was interesting like just to see like it must have just happened too because or just like got reported because when I got um when I woke up, I think I woke up around 8:30 this morning. And I saw it up there. I was just like, there's nobody really posting about this. This must be, like, super fresh. Super fresh. I'm just like...
0: And there's also not a ton of detail. I think they said he had a seizure, and they said he was bleeding from his mouth. Yes. That's really that's, all that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I think that's now. only
1: the only reason why we have those details is because of how public it was, I guess. You know, being yes. in the airport, walking off of the plane, right. having a seizure.
0: So, I mean, moral of the story Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, dude. Like, I we've mean, we've had
1: so many yams. Who else is uh what is it? Little Peep? Peep. Fucking Who else? There's been a lot of people that have
0: I mean, little Wayne has had continual seizures over the course of the last 10-15 years. Right. I mean, and even if, 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 if you go further back, I mean, what, Pimp C? Yeah, Pimp C? Uh, DJ Screw? DJ Screw. You know, some of these older heads too. And, and it's, and I'm over here saying don't do drugs like I've never done drugs before in my life. But, <laughs> no, but like. You just have to be aware of the consequences of the decisions that you I
1: make. I wonder if they are, though. I, I think a lot, they have to be aware. But because the, they still still keep doing it, you know?
0: And I think a lot of it happens to these younger people who are famous because they don't have people in their corner to be like, no, or stop, mm-hmm. or you're doing too much. I mean, mm-hmm. Mac Miller was gone, you know? And so you have to have people in your corner who are going to tell you, like, I don't care how much money you got, bro, no. Yeah. Stop.
1: Right. It said... Um, R.I.P. to Mr. Juice World. Um I mean, lots of people out here in Chicago think of this man as a legend. Um, he's one of the people that actually, like, I've seen this man in the studio before. Um, he is a good talent. Like, I've seen him freestyle. I've seen him freestyle on, like, even if you watch his freestyle on Flex, like, he, was, he definitely did have a lot of talent in him. Oh, for sure. Very sad to see him go so soon. Um, Drugs are bad, guys. Okay, (laughs) like just stay away from them shits. Stick to weed. All right. I don't know what else to say after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much it.
1: It's it's just fucking sad. (sighs) All right. Well, let's get into this hip hop cafe. Maybe this will make us feel better.
0: All right. All right. You want to introduce the artist, Trusty? Sure thing.
1: All right. So this week on the Hip Hop Cafe, we have an artist that is a out west native of Chicago, uh, part of the Pivot Gang Collective.
0: Facts, facts, facts.
1: You can call him Big Pivot if you'd like. <laughs> um, this man is named motherfucking Mello. Mellow. Yeah. Name of the project, Everybody Eats. What'd you say? I couldn't hear you over the clapping.
0: Name of the project, Everybody Eats. Everybody Eats. Everybody Eats. So yeah, what'd you think of it, Tressy?
1: Um, dude. So I actually had a chance to go to the listening party.
0: Oh, you fancy, huh?
1: I got some connections, I guess. Um... I got a chance to go to the listening party. It was amazing. Um, lots of love in there. It's, it just seemed like he he invited a lot of like his his close people. Um, so the fact that I was there was interesting because <laughs> I am not close to Melo. All I do, all we do here is turn up the uh, thermostat for there. <laughs> yeah, he comes on time. Hey, they, hey, bro, can him you, or Fresh uh... come in. He's like, Hey, can you guys turn up the the the, the thermostat? Can it. you turn that. it up? Can you turn it down? But um. But yeah, um, they we saw them at um, the Lupe concert. Yep, yeah. Um, so I was able to like formally introduce myself to him outside of the studio. The thermostat girl. And, yeah, I'm not the thermostat girl. And then, um, yeah, I was there. Uh, the vibe was awesome. Squeak was DJing. Squeak was an awesome dude too. Like I introduced myself to him. He's awesome. Saw Day Day there. We know Day Day. I mean, there was some, there. I mean, there were some people that you know everyone knows that Pivot. Fucks with, I right. mean, Smino was there. Right. Uh, who else was Barbara there? Monte, no, Barbara wasn't there. Monte Booker was there. Uh, no Saddam. All the, you know, just the regular suspects were there. Um, and it felt like a family affair. Like they had some kids in there too, and they were just, you know, celebrating their their boys' uh, release. And I thought that was a, it was a good vibe.
0: Um, what did they feed y'all?
1: They fed us. Uh, I, I didn't eat. Because I had ate before I got there. Because I also got there on time because I'm also half white. (laughs) (laughs) So I got there on time and it wasn't ready. It wasn't starting. So I went to Dusix and took myself to a nice expensive dinner. If y'all know what Dusix is out here in uh, uh, Chicago, it's a very expensive uh, solo dinner. (laughs) But hey, I had the time. I was like, let me go ahead and treat myself. (laughs) But yeah, um... We listened to the project. It was great. Um, I got a chance to listen to it a little bit before I got out there, and I'm just happy that we're we're you know reviewing it today.
0: All right. Um, my feelings about the whole um, album. I guess for, for me, did it change from the context of listening to it at the listening party and then listening to it on your leisure and having time to actually kind of digest, digest it? Yes, yeah.
1: it did and and it changed for the better it did not saying that I didn't like it before okay so i got I had my initial kind of passive listening listening prior to the um listening party listened to it there got got to see how people were really vibing with it and then listening to it after I got to like dive into like the lyrics and things like that so that that it was a nice like um consumption i guess or timeline of consumption for this album it really got me um into it
0: okay yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Uh, So yeah,
1: overall, I thought, I can give you guys an overall, and then we can talk about some specifics. Overall, I thought the album um, was done well. The production on this album is amazing. Pivot Game always does really well with their production. Shout out to Squeak, Monte Booger, Booger, (laughs) Booger, (laughs) (laughs) Booger, Monte Booger, Day Day Pivot. Uh, I don't even know. Is Squeak on here? I don't think Squeak is on here. Man, he must have something in there. I don't think Squeak is on this one. But um, like just shout out to all the producers on here that because there was definitely a vibe that was that they were going for. Um I thought the hooks were really good on this project. I thought um they were sl- like slightly infectious. I mean, there's a song called Y'all Wasn't Dare, and that one like I can sing that. I just love singing the beginning of that one, my fucking M E L to M E to the L O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that shit is so dope throughout the whole song. I love the production of that particular song too. Yeah. Um. Also, I thought that this guy had some really cunning and like witty lyrics throughout the whole project. On every song, the first verse he would grab you, like in the first bar or two, he'd just be grabbing you. Um. Example of that would probably be, let's see here, um, like, fuck, I'm trying to look at my notes, probably should have had my phone in front of my face, because it would have been easier. I don't know, but there, there's a bunch of them. Oh, I stretch superbly through suburbia, the white's mad boring, but my pack laughs, so you know they heard us, and we curve in their enthusiasm. Like, I thought that was a great play on, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. Because white, white people watch that show, even yeah. though some of us do. But if you they, know what I
0: mean. If they say they, they know me, then they're fraudulent. I'm just right. starting to know myself.
1: Exactly. I'm just starting to know myself. Like, that shit was crazy. Like, yeah. Um, well,
0: he 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 tends to do that, I noticed, throughout starting a lot of the verses with that, like, main thesis statement.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, he, d- he definitely understands how yeah. to do that. Like, even, like, picture me, like, portrait Frame... Picture me like portrait, frame of mind's a fortress, build up a few, build up out a few corpses, infiltrated like the Night King, bend the knee, that's unlikely. Like, just, I love the wordplay around him too. Mm -hmm. He's got, I've never really listened to a lot of his music before, but listening to this one right now, like, it makes you wanna go back and hear. And I I went back and I listened to like melodramatics and stuff like that. And this man has been spitting bars like this for a while. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I don't know, what did you think about it?
0: Um, I mean, yeah, kind of echoing some of the things you said. Mm -hmm. um, I think some of the highlights for me were generally the production and and, and the vibe that was created. And I feel as if his voice, his kind of deeper tone Mm -hmm. and his melodic flow uh, marries with a lot of the production very well. Right. Um, Whether it's his like subtle... Melodic variations, how he kind of goes up in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. -hmm. But like the way that hits with the beat, the way the drums are kind of timed and tuned in to match his kind of flow and his flow kind of plays off the rhythms of the beats. Um, I think that is probably for me the the, the, the highlight of the Mm -hmm. whole project is how it sounds, like the the vibiness of it. Mm -hmm. It's definitely got a vibe. Um, You know, the whole concept of Everybody Eats. I feel like as a whole... This project isn't like a whole meal. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you are gonna keep it in the 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 lane of everybody eats and that's kind of the theme of it, mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's like a bunch of little appetizers. Like each song is like a little a little snack. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's it's what is it like thirty something minutes long? Thirteen tracks,
1: minutes,
0: eleven tracks, eleven tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the songs are pretty short. There's some songs mm-hmm. that are a little bit longer, most of them are pretty short. Mm-hmm. Um it's pretty feature heavy. So there are a lot of features on a pretty short album. Um uh, I
1: don't know not, if I would yeah. say feature heavy. It's not that. For
0: much. for 31 minutes, there's like five, six other verses on here that aren't him. I don't know if that's I I don't know. I don't know if I would say that's feature
1: heavy. There's one, two, three. So let's see. One, two, three four songs four out of 11 songs have features.
2: Yeah. So like the the songs are mainly him.
1: Yeah. Just I mean agree to disagree, but yeah. Yeah, no. I uh There's and one song has most of the features, but that's because he's got singers in it.
0: Right. No, but it's it's not a it's not a bad thing. It's just yeah.
1: I'm I'm just saying I Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's uh Mhm. It, hmm. I don't know the the project. I think s- sounds really good. I I don't I don't get a lot of it. What mm-hmm. I mean by I don't get a lot of it is I understand there's a theme like everybody eats. I'm mm-hmm. not seeing that throughout the the project. Like mm-hmm. I'm not getting what that has to do with what he's rapping about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not that the raps aren't good. Right. Not that the beats and stuff aren't good. Mm-hmm. I just don't get what ties it all together. Did right. I miss something? Did,
1: and I think it could be because we couldn't really read the lyrics. You know what I mean? Cause I had some I had some trouble. Like I had to go the old school way of like rewinding this back um and uh trying to make sure I got some of those lyrics down. Uh and it was hard. Like uh the one part like I even read this one already, the one about the corpses. I don't even know if that's a, a true statement or not. And that uh or like a like true word for word. So I think that does make this difficult to try and digest as well, especially when we are so much more um apt to go into genius and listen to what they're actually saying. And I think the fact that we want to know what he's saying is um is a compliment to him because he has these word this wordplay and this 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 flow and this structure of what he's saying that um really makes me want to like understand what's happening. There were a couple songs where I didn't like understand what was happening or not what was happening but, like what the the meat of it was. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you. Um I I just I know for the fact from a producer standpoint like I that's what really grabbed me for this whole song. Oh
0: okay. yeah. yeah. And and again that 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 to me is the best thing about this project is yeah. how it sounds. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, and I think even to to go off what you said again, most of the hooks on this thing are like spot on. Mm -hmm. I think the only hook I don't like is on probably one of the better songs too. Mm. It's on uh, "What a Life." I don't like that. What a life. What a life. I don't like that. It it. just seems. It's like it's not Mm -hmm. bad. It's just like Mm -hmm. out of all the. I think it's because all the Mm -hmm. other hooks are just so like like you said infectious Mm -hmm. that when that one comes on, it's just kind of like okay, this this hook is kind of like dragging out a little bit while Mm -hmm. the other ones kind of had more of a upbeat or more of a bringing the vibe up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I love the verses on that song. I think those are probably two of the best, or that's probably one of his best verses on the whole project is on that song. But it's like, fuck, it's my least favorite hook.
1: (laughs) I think my least favorite hook was the unsung hook. Like, every after listening to the whole album, a couple songs, Mm. Times, I'd have to like just be like, man, every time that song came on and then I'd hear the hook, I'd be like kind of exhausted. <laughs> but then when, once he comes in with the verse, I'm back back into it. Right back. So I think that's how I feel about, like I feel the way about Unsung the way you feel about uh, What it. A Life. What A Life I liked about, I think I at first I wasn't the hugest fan of the hook, but after listening to it a, a couple of times, and then also listening to it on top of that production. Thinking about how somebody comes up with, oh, what a life, what a life, to that type of song, like I wouldn't think of that. You know what I mean? So that's what I give them credit. I give the credit for the creativity for that specific hook. Because I don't think I would go that direction if I heard that beat solely alone. And that's one of the things I like to kind of credit um, Pivot Game with is that they do try and take things in a different direction than most people try and go, which is refreshing.
0: Yeah, no, and I think part of that, I keep going back to the same thing, but it's the fact that it is a collective of not just rappers and songwriters, but also producers. Mm -hmm. So you 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 get that kind of synergy in the song-creating process where... It's like, yo, oh, so you, so you want to do this flow? All right, bet we can go back and tweak the drums a little bit to kind of play off of the melody here, or we can do this little tweak here. Like, like everything is so fluid mm-hmm. in the creation of the music because mm-hmm. little your guy right next to you's making the beat while you're spitting on it. So mm-hmm. you can you can have those back and forth, and you can right. have that you know cr- create a flow mm-hmm. between. The songwriters and, and the beat makers. So it's mm-hmm. again, that's one of the highlights I think of a lot of the of the of the pivot game music mm-hmm. is that synergy between the two.
1: Right. Definitely. Um another thing, like the only thing I heard, I think I heard Carpe Diem on like two songs. And then I kept thinking, Is that is that a food reference? But it's not. It's no, like, Seize the Day. Seize yeah. the
0: Day, right? In French.
1: But it's like No, seasoning. it's
0: Latin. Oh, it's Latin? Yeah.
1: Okay. Latin. So. <laughs> Carpe diem on
0: flow Isn't seats. everything based on Latin? Like, French is based on Latin anyway?
1: Uh, I, Isn't all I, language I'm not a link
2: based on it, Latin? I, th- I think there might be like a romant, lo- romantic languages
0: okay. share that in common. So It's okay. I'm wrong. It's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> can just pass by it. Did, did you also notice like Derek Rose reference several times? Uh, about the about knees? his knees? Yes. Yeah. I think I think you made a comment about the Pivot Game project about like if I hear one more damn basketball mm-hmm. reference, yeah. <laughs> they love themselves some like two K, yeah, and fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. basketball. So yeah,
1: I yeah, get it. yeah, yeah. I this is like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, the you probably think like flow seats, right? Yeah, 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 flow seats. It, it's kind of a funny one because like, what's the song about?
0: Mm-hmm. What you say? Floor seats. Floor seats. Yeah. <laughs> Very I, Chicago I, way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's very Chicago. And I mean, mm-hmm. that was one of, another highlight of the project. It's just how Chicago some of this shit is. I mean, he's he's got, you know, gang references in, intertwined and in, in some uh, like double entendre type shit where yeah. it's like, if you don't know what folks and people are, you have no idea what the fuck the bar is about, you know? So it's...
1: Went over my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I didn't, catch some of
2: that some of it's kind of difficult to keep up with because he's just like having fun and he references things and sometimes he he has this like really quick way of delivering things Mm -hmm. and you gotta go back a few times to figure out what he's really I definitely went back
1: to yeah I definitely did the old school way of rewind and try and figure out what they're saying Um, the thing
2: is too it's also like a really chill and easy listening project yes so you don't need to go into it like like I'm studying this Mm -hmm. thing
1: but there are things to study in this one. That's yes. what I give them give him credit for. He said,
0: D- "Diddy with the Photoshop." Yeah, <laughs> he said, "Diddy with the Photoshop." Man, if you are not a part of my team, get get your ass cropped out the picture, bro. <laughs> right. Get your ass out. And I
1: think
0: that you, want yeah, yeah. I think that you actually, can't sit with us. You after, know?
1: after you say that, that kind of ties into the everybody eats thing. Maybe it's like the everybody eats from his gang because he he also has a song say. that that says, you know, y'all wasn't there. So, like, if you aren't a part of this, don't try and be a part of this. There you go. You know what I mean? So All that right. that probably that's probably what that that's tying See, into.
0: We're learning, yeah. Through the crate is like it's like a it's like a hip hop book club. It is. We sit around and we talk about is. it,
1: yo. <laughs> then
0: we can build ideas and concepts together. Right. Gain better understanding. Exactly.
1: I mean, is I mean I, I mean. Also, what what is there? Oh, oh my God. Mick Jenkins? Yeah. His fucking verse on comato- Comatose. Wait, first of all, before I go into that, what are your favorite uh songs on this project?
0: Um man. I, I got have two. no idea what this song's about, but I love uh what is it, Curious Kari? interlude? Cari interlude. Yeah. This That's another hard. Chicago rapper. This shit's hard. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the fuck it's shit's about, but it's hard. Um What a Life. Minus the hook it's fucking dope mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Comatose grew on me mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like What A Life Or Comatose Either one of those Could have been a closing track mm-hmm. They both have closing track Like Vibes yeah, Right But I, I do like them both And then I don't know I mean I, I, Y'all mm. wasn't in there Y'all wasn't there, yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. So
1: my favorite out of all of these is Y'all wasn't there. Um, I like MF Doom just purely based on the hook. Yeah, and what okay. I don't know what that means either. Okay. It, it'd right. be, I mean, I wish we could have got him in here and asked him some questions. Couldn't do it. I know who MF Doom is. <laughs> Me too, but I don't. I, that's why I don't understand the reference. MF Doom when I come around, like, I mean, the the, the hook is. They assume I'ma hold it down. How profound. Mf MF Doom when I'm not around. Count 'em down. Like boom boom. shakalaka down. We ride around. Go vroom vroom. Then I'm not around. I'm still around. So I think it has to do with like some game gang- not gangs, but like some, some gangster shit.
0: And also, I mean, MF Doom was a persona. Mm-hmm. There were reports that he's done shows so maybe when it like- actually wasn't MF Doom on right. stage. I was thinking like the mask, maybe something about MF that. Doom
1: oh i get it now mf doom when i'm not around so that means like he's got the the, the separate persona he's got somebody standing there kind of thing mf doom when i'm not around count him down cuz like I, there can be other people like if i'm not there i'm still there kind of thing okay because he says that at the end of the hook, too. I get it now. I get it. Look at you. I, oh, I book things. club vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now.
2: I just want to throw in that. I also was a big fan of that song. It was just like, it really grabs you and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, But I was going through some of the same things. I was like, oh, I like this song, but what was really going on here? And I was right. trying to dig in.
1: Yeah. I just, I like the vibe of it a lot, too. I just, I I mean, it's kind of like one of those, like...
0: The vibe of the whole project is there. I, mm-hmm. He definitely had some instructions on the cover. He said, you got to bake this at 420. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, maybe I should find me a Backwoods and roll one up and listen to the album. <laughs> it might make more sense. I don't know. Probably that's what the kids are smoking these days. Backwoods, right? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, he no longer buys Newports.
1: Oh, that's what he but said. But when he did, he didn't smoke he, the shorts. He, he, he never liked the shorts. Though. He did not never like the shorts. Never liked the shorts. <laughs> uh. I didn't like the shorts either. I used to smoke longs, too. Ugh. Ugh. Eh, you know. Cigarettes are disgusting. Yes, they are. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I was such a, a hypocrite when I was a smoker, too. Like, I didn't want to... One, I don't understand how anybody smokes cigarettes indoors. It's disgusting. Like, you're going to smell like that shit, and that shit does not smell good. Does not Does not. And then, even, like, when I used to smoke, I tried to smoke, like, outside or in my car or whatever. And, like, I didn't like people getting in my car unless I, have like, Febreze that shit. Like, I I was always a very hypocritical... Self-conscious smoker. You're a
0: self-hating smoker.
1: Hell yeah. Thank God I'm not one. Iggy. Anymore. All right. But yeah. Um, overall, dope. I wanted to also point out um, that Comatose was one of my favorites.
0: Okay. Great.
1: So y'all wasn't there. Coma- Comatose, MF Doom, some of my favorites. I would say in, in, a, in order was y'all wasn't there, Comatose, and MF Doom. Got it. Um, Comatose had one of my favorite lines because y'all know I love Pokemon. And... <laughs> So he said, take that shit down to the bone, marrow. If I toss you a bone, then I'm Marowak. Give him a hand and they'll chop it off. Y'all know who Marowak is? I don't remember. So Marowak is a Pokemon that throws bones. I,
0: I thought it was Cubone.
1: Cubone, but Marowak is the evo- evolution.
0: Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay, see? Boy. See? <laughs> I'm yeah. a fucking nerd. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, how's it turn out you're the nerdy one? You've more nerdy references this past season than I have. <laughs> I know. You're talking about Breath of the Wild, I know. Pokemon. Right,
1: and then you have on a fucking toilet squad shirt right now. That's yeah, great. With binary code on it. I do. We're both fucking nerds. We got to find our tribe. Anyway, <laughs> overall, I thought the album was dope. Lots of great um, musicality to it, especially that last one. Oh, my God, Adam Ness. Yeah, The Voices. Holy fucking shit, Adam. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, he just dropped another song too called Polyamorous. Y'all go
0: listen. Is to it really it. good? Yeah, I bet.
1: Adam is fucking amazing. That man can curate some fucking vocals like none, uh, no other. Like that man is fucking fire. Shy Town. Shy Town. Adam Ness, Look that motherfucker up. If y'all like people that sing? Look him up. Layla Hathaway is fucking vouching this nigga. Okay, I see him. I see her all over his like IG all the time. And he's done like some backup stuff for Aaron, Alan Kane. Anyway, overall, I liked the project. Um, wish we could have had some some actual lyrics so that we can study them and and not come up with these revelations as we talk them out right now. But actually, I guess that was actually a good good part part of it. I liked being able to talk that out and book club it with y'all.
0: But yeah, it was yeah. Fun. No, I generally. Really enjoyed the project. I think it it, it sounds good. And I think kind of what we're saying is, even on the surface, listen, the vibe is there. Mm -hmm. So it just sounds good from just a vibe perspective. Right. But then if you give it time and you listen, you can actually pick up on some catchy bars Mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing too. So um, I'm still kind of iffy on the overall context of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, The theme... And all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm I'm a big topical guy. Yeah, for sure. But vibe is there. Bars are there. It's worth a listen. Yes, definitely worth a listen.
1: All right, well, that was Hip Hop Cafe. Should we change the name to Hip Hop Book Club? We could. (laughs) We could do that hip hop album club, like a book club. No name well, books. I don't know. You know.
0: Speaking of book clubs, Ooh, um, let's segue. Let's get in to some news. Let's do it. What you got for us? So we're just going to start off with the whole book club idea. So we we, we did talk about Miss No Name recently. She mm-hmm. is a Chicago rapper, yes, poet, yes, uh, curator of. Tweet Twitter tw- I almost said tweeter. Fuck why do I always say Twitter tweeter? Twit. a Twitter
1: Twitter feed book
0: club um she made some headlines with some with some shocking tweets. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Lord, all right, well um I'd love to get you guys' take on this because this should be pretty interesting.
1: All right, read it to um, us. Let so, us
0: know. No Name is taking a break from touring, she says, and making new music due to the lack of diversity at her shows. Um, the first tweet that she posted about this. Issue showed a woman putting on clown makeup with this tag on it. She said, "Um, Me consistently creating content that is primarily consumed by a white audience who would rather shit on me than challenge their liberalism because somehow liking Lizzo's music absolves them of racist tendencies. Interesting. <laughs> There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that tweet. Yeah, and... I mean, that was one, That was the first one that kind of set it off and she kind mm-hmm. of was responding to people uh, along the way. Um, she said something else. She said, um, what's funny is most artists are just as uncomfortable performing for majority white crowds but would never publicly say that out of fear of allegiance to money. Which isn't a bad thing necessarily because niggas got to eat but y'all wouldn't be up in arms if I quit working at McDonald's. Mm. So
1: that's
0: in reference to her saying she was Mm -hmm. gonna quit making music and quit touring and then the last tweet that I thought was memorable from her little long chain of shit was when I go to work thousands of white people scream the word nigga at me and no I'm not changing my art so it is what it is catch me at no name books so pretty much she's done with music for now she's gonna be sticking to her book club because Mm -hmm. too many white people at her
1: shows right
0: yelling nigga at her thoughts um, Go. I agree with
1: that last one. I can I can agree with how that could feel just wrong because it is wrong. I don't need a bunch of white people yelling "nigga" at me as, during my fucking like. I don't. I don't know.
0: So my thing with this is, it's it's your song. You wrote mm-hmm. it. You made it available to people. Mm-hmm. You didn't put this clamor on it saying this is for blacks only.
1: Do we have to do that?
0: Do you have to put a disclaimer on it? Yeah. If you're going to be mad that somebody sings your song at your show after paying money to see you, yeah.
1: I don't think so. I don't think you have to put a disclaimer on it. I mean, I think she can be mad and she can do what she's doing now. I I don't think that she has to put a disclaimer on her music saying, this is not for you. Cause I mean, there's things that are clearly not for us that are in the in white culture, and things that are clearly not for them in the black culture, and all that other stuff. But I don't think that there there has to be like, hey, this is just for us. This is me. Like I don't like. I don't
0: her her reaction of being upset at her own fans. Mm-hmm. Not like a random person on the street who just ran up to her mm-hmm. and called her a nigga mm-hmm. or just shot back mm-hmm. some of her lines at her. Mm-hmm. These are fans of her music and of her art. Paid money to come mm-hmm. to a show. Right. You know, that's the art that she put out there. Like, she mm-hmm. put nigga in, in her song. Right. So, yeah. there. I mean, and, and it's, it's that weird gray spot, right? I mean, we have different ends of the spectrum. Kendrick brought a white girl up on stage and she said the N-word when singing along to his his mm-hmm. song and he stopped the whole show mm-hmm. and made a big deal. Like, you don't say that part. Where schoolboy Q on the other side, beginning of all of his shows, he starts off saying, all right, white people, this, this is your moment. Go ahead and say it, nigga. All right, cool. Let's start the show. And he has mm-hmm. no problem with him saying it. So, yeah. So, so there, there are spectrums.
1: But I think that this is, I think she probably hoped that people that listen to her music would know that they, if you are white, you should not be saying this at my show. Um, so I give her that, and and I think this is a legitimate um, reaction to that. I think that she has the right to re- remove herself from a situation if she doesn't like the results of that situation.
0: Oh, for sure, she definitely you know has the right. I mean? I'm not saying she doesn't have the right. I think she has the definitely right she, to she,
1: feel any way that she, will, she feels can. as well. She can. So I, I I don't see an issue in in her saying, like, I'm done for music for a minute. Because I think this is also her saying, like, if you are white and you come to my show, do not say the word nigga. Like, if you follow me and you you actually are, like, a fan of mine, you now know that this shit bothers me. Mm-hmm. So don't do this shit again. Let me take some some time, let me get my mentals right, and I'll come back, maybe. We don't know, but come read some books with me. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of what's happening here.
2: I. I- I can I can see that. There's a very common thing with artists of like dealing with fans that you don't really like, that don't really appreciate the thing, but they are right. like helping you, you know, make money so that you can put food on the table, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Uh, I remember one about people that would go to see certain people at shows. It was like a Lady Gaga kind of thing, but the fans would like grope them. It's like, hey, just because I'm like on stage mm-hmm. wearing something skimpy doesn't mean that you should do something like that.
1: <laughs> just because I'm dressed this way. <laughs> if y'all don't know what that Dave Chappelle <laughs> reference is, go check it out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <That's> no. <laughs> Sorry. But but yeah, like, um,
2: I think at, at least in the basic way of like, hey, people that listen to my music, I want mm-hmm. you to know like something about me right. and how you can make me uncomfortable or whatever. I remember years back uh Vince Staples mm-hmm. said something about how like everybody smoking in his shows was hard on him because of the asthma. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you could just open up and tell people, "Hey, if you really are a fan, you really want to make things easy for me, like don't, don't do smoke this in my night. show." Yeah. But um the thing is there there one of those things is you know, if you're trying to be more popular, if you're trying mm-hmm. to gain, you know, a, a wider a following audience. and yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. there are going to be people that are not specifically black. I think that there's a, there's a thing that, like she might have been like originally putting out music for like people in her in her neighborhood, and then it was like oh, people that come from the same sort of walks of life as me and whatever, and it, it expands as she connects, writes things that connect with people. People that don't have her same background, right. that don't think the same thing about all the words she says, are fans. Mm-hmm. And I brought up another thing. You remember the, um, the fact that she was opening? She was opening for Anderson mm-hmm. Pack. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, the show is not necessarily just no-name fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you do about that, you know? If you're trying to be...
1: But if they're singing her words back to her...
0: They probably know who she is.
1: Yes. So I think that the, the issue, the main issue here... The main thing is the last tweet that you read, which had to do with her uh whole what is it, uh white people saying nigga. And I think that's the main issue out of all of these. Like I think she brought up the whole Lizzo thing because people think it's okay because they like that that whole like you bring up Lizzo's name and then there's a certain stigma or can't think of the word, but there's something that comes up with it because mm-hmm. Right, but the fact that some white people like this or some white people... I don't know. They think that they are absolved from things because they like this woman's music or whatever. I don't know.
0: So I I don't want to make it seem like I'm criticizing her for her decision to no, stop I- making music. Mm-hmm. But I think this is just something that every artist, every person who puts themselves out there into... Mm-hmm. The spot into Mm -hmm. the potential spotlight to Mm -hmm. just be prepared for whatever happens. Be prepared for success before it it comes to you. Right. Don't be surprised if somebody, you know, we have this podcast. Exactly. Let's say it blows up at some point. Don't be surprised if somebody goes back to some episode four and you said some dumb shit Mm -hmm. and somebody makes an article about Mm -hmm. it. Like, be ready and be prepared for that. You put yourself out there for that. Exactly. You know, she has to be ready and prepared for white people saying the N-word because that's they're the number one consumers of. I don't know how- shit in America because they're the number one group of people in America, so they're <laughs> the largest group of consumers in the in the country. That's that's how it works.
1: How do you be? Pre- I don't. I don't know. Being prepared for people to say nigga is interesting, or not people, white people to say nigga is interesting.
0: But, well, it's not a new thing. It's not like no, it's not. it just happened at the no-name no, show.
1: But I th- But that's what I'm saying. I think it, it's become like the str- the straw that broke the camel's back type of thing. And that's why she's like, I'm
0: done. That's whatever. fine. I mean, she, she also didn't lead with that. She led with a bunch of other convoluted shit. Maybe she was thinking as tweeting. Back. So, I mean, yeah, that's fine. But just be prepared for whatever comes your way. Mm-hmm. I guess is the moral for, for me to this story.
2: I, I think she may actually be doing us a service. By, like, putting it out there like that. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to, you know, have fewer fans at my show if I mm-hmm. know that they, like, respect me and understand the depth of, like, all the stuff that I'm putting out there.
1: Yeah, I under I respect the integrity that she wants to keep with her music and and, and what she wants to bring to the table, you know? Like, I, what, what, I, I don't think a lot of people would do that. I, I agree with her. Like, a lot of people are might be just as uncomfortable, but... I don't think they are just as uncomfortable because they are not doing what she's doing right now. Point blank.
0: What's next on the on the list? Uh, speaking of uncomfortable,
1: uncomfortability.
0: Uh, so Drake's in the news, guys.
1: Oh God, for what now?
0: So this is something that Lord Jesus. We actually talked about about a year ago. Oh God, what did we talk about on an We've episode about a lot. that did not get released, unfortunately? But we didn't release it. Well, we we did a Pod Slam that year. Oh, and that's why. And the Pod why. Slam recording was fucked.
1: So it we was. never got a recording of that that's awesome true.
0: ass episode that we did live. Yep. But it's all good because we're gonna bring it back because Drake did some more creepy shit.
1: So <laughs> leave it to Drake to give us some more fucking material.
0: So let's right. just start off from the beginning. This is a story about Drake, the Canadian rap superstar, mm-hmm. and his affinity for teenage girls. So let's <laughs> let's let's this start let's start at the beginning, and then we'll we'll end off to the most Holy recent. Holy shit! Okay, go. So a few years back, uh, Drake meets uh, a model. She's a model for Gas, Forever Twenty One, and Fenty. Her name is uh, Bella Harris. Uh, when she was sixteen, it was at a, a show that he was doing with future. They took yeah. a picture together on Instagram. They'd be friends with each other or ever whatever. Since. And you know, he's been liking her photos and shit ever since. And then when she after she turned 18, they were spotted out to dinner together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just laying out facts. All right. Next thing. Uh Millie Bobby Brown who was uh 14 at the time of her Access Hollywood interview. Uh she told Access Hollywood that she and Drake text all the time. Quote, I love him. He's a great friend and a great role model. We just texted each other the other day, and he was like, I miss you so much, and I was like, I miss you more. She's 14. (laughs) Uh, Now, bringing us to the present day, the most recent Drake love for teens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Singer Billie Eilish, who's 17, Revealed in a recent interview with Vanity Fair that she and Drake have a budding friendship and communicate regularly. Quote, "Um, but like Drake, come on, Drake. Drake is like the nicest dude ever I've ever spoken to. I mean, I've only texted him, but he's so nice. Like, he doesn't need to be nice. He's at a level of his life where he doesn't need to be nice, but he is.
1: First of all, I want to comment on that level of his life that he doesn't need to be nice. Fuck you. You need to be nice all the time. Fuck. If you think that there's a level of life that you need to get to, that you don't have to be nice, you're a fucking horrible individual. Point blank. Sorry. I'm just like, why would you not want to be nice? So remember, she's 17 years old. Yeah, I know. Sorry. We're going back.
0: So so she's a (laughs) 17-year-old. You don't have to be nice. And her her worldview is obviously not as developed as yours because you're 30-something years old. Don't be putting my shit out there. Which (laughs) is... Which is... Exactly why just Drake having anything in common with a 17-year-old whose worldview is so narrow. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are they talking about? Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like literally asking, like, I what don't know. would Drake not be talking to teenagers messages. about? I'm not in those text messages. I have no clue.
1: It sucks that that's happening. I, I mean, th- there's a pattern here. You just, you literally just showed it. Um, he likes to text little girls. It's crazy. It's insane. Is he canceled? I we mean, don't have to cancel him. I'm just saying, it's I getting mean, close.
0: I mean, he's, uh, he's, actually, I, I'm not a fan of Drake anyway, <laughs> so it's not like I'm checking for him. He's not canceled, though, but he's, like, in, like, purgatory. He's, like, yeah. floating around, you like, over man, here. you... <laughs> you hanging right here. You, all I need is one more text in <laughs> <from> your <laughs> ass, bro. One more if I photograph. find out you, <laughs> you go to anywhere with this motherfucker, anywhere, she... So, is it... The main issue I have it's I think uh I think maybe it was Ben who made the point. Mhm. It's like, "Oh, you know, he he was a child star. He understands, you know. He understands what these these women are going through and uh, you know, being young and having fame and money, it's 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 tough." Name one male teen star that Drake is texting and has a budding relationship True. with. True. No, I'm 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 literally asking a question. Okay, great, exactly. So it looks like he's fucking grooming these girls. Okay, Tyga. This, this is this is straight speculation, but mm-hmm. it appears to be grooming. Do you think this is uh,
1: part of the reason why Tyga and Drake don't get along? He stole Kylie. Maybe. I I didn't <laughs> know they, they were, didn't get
0: along. They I, didn't
1: get along for a while when they were in uh, Young Money. I, no. Like, that's why they took him off of a verse for, uh, what is that song? Uh, Truffle Butter. He was supposed to be on Truffle Butter. Oh. And Nicki Minaj is just Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Lil Wayne, I think. Oh. Tiger was supposed to be on there. Yeah, there's some drama back then.
0: I mean, they are probably both doing the same
1: shit. Going that, after the said. same teenagers. Exactly. Mm. Tiger's canceled, right?
0: Well. I mean, I don't mm. listen to Tiger anyway. That's, that's, that's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> You have to kind of be on to, to get canceled. Like, <laughs> I don't know,
1: all right, well, he cake, <laughs> fuck that shit like i I mean Drake stop texting the little girls, bro, like come on, you got you gotta, you gotta stop it's it's there's a pattern here, there's three different incidents, like come on, bro, you have the 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 pick of the litter, stop going after these little girls,
0: so I'm saying, yeah, I mean, I agree, um well, you know. You guys all know Drake, and obviously he likes teenage girls. He also likes and understands how to use the internet for promo. Um, if you guys remember the the In My Feelings challenge with Shiggy doing the little dance, yada, yada, yada. There was some issues with Shiggy where a, a video came out later where he was asking Drake, you know, hey, Drake, where's the money? Where's yeah, the we money? talked about where's it on this podcast. Um, so up uh, Shiggy's back in the news again. Show is trying to get some shmoney, shmoney for some promo. Yes. So apparently, uh, Fabulous and his team were upset at Shiggy because when they asked him to do a challenge mm-hmm. for Fab's recent song, which I'm sure no one knows about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the shame. Shiggy was like, all right, bet. I need a, I need a check. Yeah. And Fab got Hot. No, he didn't. You over here exaggerating, but go ahead. But no, I mean it was, it was a thing. He got mm-hmm. mad. Was he right to get mad? Uh, no. If it's now, the homie, what, what so, if it's the homie? What so if it's the homie, yo? This well, it's this is homies. what was
1: happening. Uh, apparently Fab was like, you know, I've supported Shiggy since like 2015. Um, I've known him. Like how, we are friends. Do you him? How I don't do you know. Him? Monetarily, I, think, I don't think it was monetarily. I think he like reposts his shit or whatever, oh, like helped nice. him gain, that is nice. yeah. gain some fame. Um, so, uh, I think what Fab was trying to get at is that, like, you're trying to charge the homie for something, and to me, that's Shiggy's job. He's an influencer, right? Right. So, Shiggy's Shiggy's job is to do things that attract attention, or that are entertaining, or, you know like he his presence is to entertain or attract a certain thing there's challenges that come out you know all that shit right so this is his actual brand you're asking him to do something that is within the realm of what he does for a living if i'm asking you for an appearance on something or whatever like yeah i you have car blanche to ask me if you want if i can pay you now if i say no will you still do it hopefully you will if you still the homie you know what i mean like if i cuz obviously if we we're, we're homies you know it makes it makes me think about um the our live episode we had a couple of different people on our panel we had somebody ask us you know to pay for it and I, and we were like i'm sorry we're not really paying anybody for this everyone's donating their time which we appreciate um if this is not something you can make work totally understand it's cool. It's all love. It's all love. That's all it has to be. Right. Like, every, I'm not mad at anybody trying to get their coins up. No. Just make sure, like, you you have to be man enough to understand that that's what it is. Now, with Casanova, like, if I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but Casanova and Fab and a bunch of other people, Brian Leslie, fucking, uh, what's that dude, Vic something, he's a football player, Dan Carucci, forget his name, Victor Cruz, there you go. <laughs> um, they're all in, like, this, like, I don't know, green room type shit, like after a show or something. And they're all talking about this this situation. And Casanova goes, that's not your job. That's not your job. And no Casanova, that is exactly his job. So for people that say that that's not his job to like dance or do things or grab or build attention on something, that is his job. Yeah, obviously. What else does he do? He does nothing else. At least I don't know what else he does. That the main thing he does, the main thing he's known for is challenges, dancing, influencing. That's, that's it. his thing.
0: So, yes, he needs to be paid. Yeah, I mean, support black businesses. <clears throat> he is a exactly. black business.
1: Exactly. And and especially if that's your homie. You should want to pay you your homie. You want to pay the homie. I don't want to give money to anybody else. Like, if I can find a exactly. way to p- pay Will for a video or to pay Ben for a video or pay L.A. for a verse or... If I can find
0: anybody... Like, you know what I mean? I, I will pay them
1: first before paying... Anybody else. Exactly. I
0: want to put money in my friends' pockets. You're going to pay for promo anyway. Why not have some of the label's money... Keep it in your community. ...go towards your people? Like, so what that's the fuck, one, bro?
1: And that's one of the things that um, Fab was saying, too. When I watched him on Hot 97, he was saying, like, I wasn't asking... He was like, I wouldn't pay him personally, but I'll have the label pay him. And I thought that was an issue, though, too. Why? Say, I mean, I'm fine with the label paying him. But say the label's not going to pay him, but you still want him to do this. You're not going to pay him? Oh, in that case, yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I have an issue. Okay. I don't think you should have—I think you should have realized that he should have been paid regardless if it's coming from you or Def Jam. That's it. So, that's just my thing.
2: I think when he he takes that stand of like, oh, the label could pay him, it makes very clear it's just a
0: work transaction. Mm -hmm. Exactly. True. It's work, it's business, Mm -hmm. it ain't personal, it's business You're Hmm. not doing me a favor, you're doing the brand a a favor Mm -hmm. It's business, we all making money here Makes sense to me Uh, Famous businessman who's known for making the line I'm not a businessman, I'm I'm a business business man man. Uh, Of course I'm talking about Young Hova Uh, (laughs) Jay-Z, Sean Carter Yes, yes Turn 50, y'all
1: He's a 50-year-old man now. He is a fucking old man. Let's give it up for man. him.
0: <clears throat> Jay-Z is an old man. And he's done a lot in his 50 years. Uh, man, I mean, do you guys remember the first Jay-Z song you guys heard? I don't. First one? I honestly, no. I don't remember. I, I said that, and I don't remember.
1: I don't know what the first one would be. What about you? Do you remember the first one? Who you with? Who you with? Ooh! There was a music video for that. Interesting. So, uh, I caught that,
2: and it it was around the time that whole um, what was that? What's that video? Mm. You know the one? Oh, pimps up, hoes down. So the
1: music video was kind of like a parody of that. Interesting. I don't know what the first one would be, but the first thing that comes to mind is Big Pimpin' for some reason.
0: No, I Mm-mm. I remembered the Annie song.
1: It's oh yeah. A hard night night climb. Line. I uh, also remember. Yeah, I remember
0: that. Oh, that might be first too. Doom, doom. Jigga what? what? Yeah. So yeah, I I Jay Z goes 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 pretty far back.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I remember Tupac making fun of Jay Z when he, when he was shitting on the whole East Coast. It was fun. What did he make fun of? I don't remember that. He just mentioned Jay Z's oh. name in one of his ra- random rants at the end of a this song about Biggie. You know. Okay. Uh But no, I mean, Jay-Z's had a very huge career. His man's won 22 Grammys, 7 BET Awards, 17 BET Hip-Hop Awards. He's got uh, 14 number one albums on the Billboard. Damn. 14 number one albums, bro. He has 10... I'm sorry, he has 21 top 10 songs Okay. Okay. Uh, this man has thirty-six top ten songs just on the hip hop charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, dude. Like, like what else? I mean, he has ten, ten number one songs on on the hip hop charts. He's how many tours has this man gone on and sold out? How many times around the world has this guy gone on? He retired and came back. Mm-hmm. He's married to Beyonce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's got three kids. All true facts. He owns nothing. Tidal. Alternative about that. <laughs> nothing. He's enough. the first hip hop billionaire. Mm-hmm. And he also uh, loves getting on his knees and sucking Roger Goodell's cock. So uh, <laughs> wow! Way to say happy
1: birthday to him,
0: Jay Z. Happy birthday. The last Egg- Egg. part was was a little, you know. Yeah, that's adding, up. adding a little extra on it, yeah. but but I think it's just. The fact that we've come to a point where we can say, I don't agree with some of the things that Jay-Z is doing, mm-hmm. is to say that we're winning. Because it's mm-hmm. we have a successful black man who came out of hip-hop, mm-hmm. who we don't have to just blindly pledge allegiance to and right. say, oh my God, we have to exalt him because he's the one who he's made He's done it. all
1: this. He's opened right. doors. He's done ABC. Yeah. We can
0: say, you know what, bro? I don't agree with everything you're saying. It's okay. Mhm. Um and that's what we have to not be afraid to do. And you know what? I think he's 50 years young. Like he's mm-hmm. literally just starting this next chapter of his life. I feel right. like 444 was that like turning point for me and understanding that he is kind of shifting his focus from strictly just the music side to becoming a bigger businessman mm-hmm. and putting that power that he has into action. So I'm 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 happy to see what happens this next chapter in his life
1: definitely happy birthday hove all right um there's another thing going on isn't there oh yeah speaking of like understanding growing and new chapters of lives then something happened with Dwayne Dwayne Wade and
0: his family yeah so Dwayne Wade and his wife Gabrielle Union are catching a little bit of heat for a recent family photo it's fucking 2019 and can't post yeah. family pictures these
1: days. No, I guess apparently.
0: not. Apparently, uh, So the former NBA star and actress posted a photo of their two younger children. Mm-hmm. In the photo, their 12-year-old son is seen with long fake nails mm-hmm. and a crop top shirt. And uh, Twitter went crazy.
1: Now, first of all, I don't think that shirt was a crop top. It may have been a little short because his he- arm is on his dad. And so it's kind of high up, which means the shirt kind of comes up a little bit, a which top. is fine. It's a crop top. I don't think it's a crop top. It, it was, you've never, you, you've it never a seen etcher. a crop top. Never. It's not a crop top. It was a long sleeve shirt that was short. If his arms were down, you would not be able to see his stomach. You so, see a little midriff. You would. no, you would not. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's who, not a crop top. Who?
0: It I'm doesn't just, matter. That's but you, not you're the gonna, point. You're fighting
1: with me that it is. It's not a crop top. Um, so, <laughs> but the nails were beautiful. They were really nice-looking nails. Loved them. Um, I just... I don't think... I don't think there was anything wrong with this picture. I think people are fucking ridiculous. Um, I also loved the picture that his brother posted of both of them. And said... It said... It was a picture of the brother sitting in a chair. Um, and then the 12-year-old... Um, the younger brother, the 12-year-old... Um, that is presumably queer. Um is sitting in, is standing right behind him in the chair, and he's like, "We didn't ask for your opinion. we don't fucking care. I can give two shits what you guys think and I just love that this family is is really standing behind their son, their brother like the you know just just sitting just being supportive in a time where people are still fucking caught up on gender fucking norms or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's so dumb to me. Like, let the man live, let the kid live. Doesn't fucking matter to me.
0: I feel you. I, I wouldn't have my 12-year-old anything with fake nails, whether it's a, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. That's just, I'm also not a parent. Mm-hmm. I don't have a 12-year-old, so mm-hmm. I can't necessarily say from firsthand experience. Right. You know, if they're begging me and asking me, but if you're 12 years old and you want to, certain things I feel like kids just shouldn't do. Period. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like, I don't know if I put a weave on, on my twelve year old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if I would put fake nails on my twelve year old. I don't care if it's if, if if it's a boy or a girl. Like mm-hmm. that, that doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Like, oh, um, you want your
1: hair braided? I'm not going to get your
0: hair braided. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just it's a Let's kid. Keep your hair thing. natural as long as you can. Whatever, right? Uh, <laughs> but know. that I didn't see a lot of those comments. Like no. most of the comments were because it was a a, a it was a boy. Yeah. I'm like, y- y- y'all are missing the fucking point. Like, yeah. you're totally missing the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a child, yeah, but who cares? Like, like you said, who cares? Like, there's I see grown-ass men with with painted nails. Yeah.
1: I mean, who Alicia cares? Keys came out because uh her son wanted to paint his nails when they're at the wet nail shop. He got them painted all different colors. Then they go home, I think, or something, and he's like, oh, mom, I think I want to take these off. I don't think people are going to like them. And she goes, why? Why do you think people aren't going to like them? And he's like, I just don't think, you know, I think people are going to laugh at me. And she goes, lots of grown men wear nail polish. And he goes, oh, really? And then he felt the confidence to keep it. And so that, that the moral of the story is don't stifle your children's creativity, their their individuality, let them be who they want to be. Now, if you have personal things that you want to do, like as like no matter if it's a boy or girl, that you don't want them to have nails and stuff like that, that's up to you as a parent and as uh, what you want to do. But I think that we need to to learn how to keep people, um, honest about like like just just we can't we can't stifle a child's honesty. Like that's one of the main things or main reasons why queer people like suicide rates are high and things like that like oh, it's because you of course. we're not letting people be who they want to be and we're, we're always judging and we're always you know so like if it's not if it does it, that, that that boy's nails ain't hurting you
0: it's hurting nobody no one it's literally hurting, hurting no one. one um i i think it is funny cuz it's like i feel like as black people, we're finally starting to wake up to the way white people have been raising their kids for fucking as long as I can remember. Um, <laughs> and I'm, i want to see where this goes. No, this is fun because I know when I grew up, my dad was like, no, nigga, you going to do this. You're going to do that. You know, like, it's my house. It's my rules. It's yeah. like. Do as
1: I say, not as I do.
0: Exactly. It's always funny because I, I work in the food service. Mm-hmm. So it's totally different when you have a black parent ordering for their kid Mm -hmm. and a white parent ordering for their kid. Mm -hmm. The black parent will be like, yeah, let me get this, this, and this, and this. Shut up, shut up. da 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 right? Mm The white family comes up asking a two-year-old, what do you want to eat today? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I was always frustrated. Like, Mm -hmm. the fuck two-year-olds know what they want to (laughs) eat? Just fucking order it for them and you're holding up my line asking this baby what they (laughs) want to eat. and a baby. Then, and then I start thinking, right? Yes. And I'm like, no, they're actually just allowing the child to be who that kid is, mm-hmm. letting that child learn the process of ordering food, mm-hmm. learn to interact with another person, another human mm-hmm. being, and actually decide with what they want. So, I can piggyback on that. Um
1: when I was a kid, and like I I used to have my sister order order food for me because I was scared to order. I didn't know. I'd I'd, I'd be like, "Oh, uh, I think I want chicken nuggets, and I think one time I went to we went to McDonald's. We got chicken nuggets, whatever, and she got fed up with me. She and um because one of my chicken nuggets was like burnt or some shit. Like it just looked gross, and I was gonna eat it anyway. And she was and she was like, "Why are you gonna eat that?" And I was like, "Cause I don't want to go up there and exchange it." She was like, "Go up there and exchange it, or I'm never buying you food again." And I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> And so I had to go up and tell him. And she and like my sister really did like instill in me like closed mouth don't get fed. Like you need to either say something, right, or or you're never gonna get what you want.
0: Can you share something else about your sister, please? She's white. Okay, great. So <laughs> so it's not, it's not <laughs> this is this is just exactly exactly. But my black dad raised her. Hey. So hey. I mean. So there, 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 there's, there's, there's something we, we can learn from each other. Yeah. That was a, a beautiful thing about your family. You had a mixed family. Yes. So you got the both the best world. Wait. we <laughs> 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 everywhere. You got Whoa. the both the best worlds. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Max that shit out. <laughs> anyway.
1: Uh, good story. Um we can learn something from white people every now and then. Yeah, we can, of course. Um, but j- just make sure they're not saying nigga while we learn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, last but not least, talking about niggas, Miss um, Kamala Harris is officially out. Yeah, she is.
1: That's really um, it. I
0: mean, it, I, I got one more thing after Oh, that. shit. What else you got, nigga? My baby daddy. Oh, so, okay, guys.
1: Kamala Harris is out. She thinks it was some, some type of racial shit. It was not. Or she, sexism. Or sexism.
0: Bitch, no, you suck. Yeah, you, you suck. You suck. Nobody wants you. Toasty you gathered. out. Put a bullet in your head. You out. You're with on on, on on Medicare for all. Get yeah. the fuck out of here.
1: Nobody knew what you were. You had no narrative. Nobody knew who you the fuck. You had nothing. You had nothing.
0: We didn't you know were who you You from Oakland. Were. I was, yo, I was, I, I I was ready. Loved. I was ready to support you.
1: Ready. Ready and Willing. Nope. But then you I, did suck. A, I did a little internet
0: search, and guess what? The internet said, You
1: suck! You suck! He <laughs> put a bunch of people in jail. Anyway. He geek. He So, my baby daddy, right? Yes. So, this morning, I wake up this morning, right? I'm like, Oh, uh, let me just see what these thirst tweets are about. Cause I'm on YouTube. I'm like, Oh, thirst tweets. Uh, Hassan Minaj reads thirst tweets. So, I was like, Okay, let me read these. Um, then, or look at this. And then he goes, And then I'm like, Oh, shit. And my girlfriend, she's like, what, what happened? I was like, Hassan Minaj just read my tweet. <laughs> and this is my tweet, y'all. Just to give you guys a little bit of context, just before um, he was reading something from this previous person that said, Hassan Minaj is the daddy's daddiest of all daddies. And this happened. Do
0: you get called daddy a lot? Yeah, on, online. I've been called daddy, I've been called zaddy. Guys, in the comments below, just tell me what the difference between a daddy and a zaddy is. Is a zaddy an upgrade on a daddy? Because I'm legally a daddy. Just comment below. Let me know what a zaddy is. Yo, my baby daddy, Hussam and Hush, killed the game with his new show, The Patriot Act. Uh, I certainly hope I'm not your baby daddy. Not only are you teaching me about something and making me feel all informed and shit, but I get to look at your fine ass the whole time. Hashtag sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Yo, that was sent by None other than
1: your own motherfucking Tressy from Through the Crate, my nigga. Yo, I'm so <laughs> mad that they
0: that they blurred out the fucking logo.
1: Yeah, they blurred out the logo. Come they blurred on, out my man. ad.
0: They could have. They could have. They could have left that shit in there.
1: Yeah, man, I would have been Yo, mad. No, they read your tweet, nigga. You know how long ago that tweet was? Like I, you know how how <laughs> it was what? so long ago. It was like it was like when P- Patriot Act first started. That's how long ago it was. Hey, but that tweet rose
0: to the top.
1: Yo, it was like the one of the last ones that they had. Hey, he
0: literally laughed out loud. He it literally so laughed out loud to that shit. It's
1: so funny because he's also just like <laughs> he's reading it, but he read fine ass, super like white though. Because I was like, "But I get to look at your fine ass." He goes, "I get to look at your fine ass." <laughs> I'm like, "No, your I get to look ass. fine ass. You gotta say fine yeah. ass. You can't. You- I get to look at your fine ass." <laughs> Like, no, I don't want to look at your finances, however I would like some of them. <laughs> no, I don't get to look at your finance the whole time. Sign mm. me the fuck up.
0: <laughs> man. Fucking,
1: fucking gold. That shit was funny.
0: It was funny as fuck. It was a good tweet. That's awesome. It was a great tweet. Yeah, it was good.
1: All right, man. Well, I think we're going to get on out of here.
0: What are you we going to get on out of you here You ain't here got to? nothing else?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: All right. Um... Well guys You know You guys know Where to reach us We are at Through the crate On everything Every motherfucking thing You know With the year Winding down We just like to thank All y'all for Listening Liking Subscribing And and just showing love And being a part of this Hip hop Podcast Podcast Slash Book club (laughs) With us (laughs) Um who knows? We, we might start throwing y'all the album early so y'all can listen along to the album with us. Right. We'll,
1: we'll see yeah, what happens. You never know you, know. you never know. Anything can happen. Uh, we have one more episode left of the year, and then we will be planning on doing some new things for you guys next year. Um, really appreciate your, your support all throughout this whole fucking year. I mean, if you guys saw our Spotify numbers, it was crazy. I didn't post our fucking like, growth numbers because they were up to like 616% because we started in 2018, like, at October. Yes. So, of course, like, the whole year is going to be up 616%. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, we love y'all. We appreciate you guys listening. Look out for more of us. And we out this motherfucker.
0: Do I never go away? Deuces. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. roll I'm ego. Got more than you see, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go like, nah, equal. Shuffle like
2: D-Lo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hustle from the B-Lo, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Do it all for my people, my fucking big the hilo you